black people don't hope, we wish. We wish a motherfucker would be in our shit. And I am Marlissa. And we are happy to be here today on this Good Friday. I was thinking, like, is it Good Friday? It's not Good okay, Friday, okay. but it's, right. it's, we, we alive and we here. <laughs> we out here. We out here. Um, so so we have a few topics that we're going to discuss today. Yeah. Uh, specifically, we're going to run, run down them real quick. We got uh, the Buffalo shooter mm-hmm. pleading not guilty. Um, at his arraignment, mm-hmm. we're gonna talk more about that. Yeah. What else? Yeah. So we need to talk about these gas prices, y'all. Um, oh yes. This this shit is insane. Yes, it's going stupid. The, yeah. It's going crazy. I'm not sure what they're getting out of this. Yeah. Uh, so also, so oh. so one thing I I think we should talk about the connection between the gas prices and like the lack of infrastructure bills and investment we've seen, mm-hmm. um, and what's going on in D.C. with big oil. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We definitely got to talk about that. Okay. China calls for UN to investigate the USA for human rights violations following mass shootings. Yes, um, that that's going to be a good one. <laughs> yes, that is. Um, also, so one thing I think we need to bring to the forefront is um, just the crisis, some of which we have called caused, a lot of which we've caused mm-hmm. in um, East Africa, and right now the the hunger crisis that we're seeing out there. Mm. No, that's that's definitely something that's happening right now, especially in. Mali mm-hmm. and Ethiopia, still a war going on. They're still fighting a lot of, it's a lot of uh, Islamic terrorism mm-hmm. or just terrorism. Period. Yeah. Um, and uh, another one. I'm not sure if this is gonna be our last. Well, we have two more. So mm-hmm. our last two. Well, one, the Supreme Court decision uh, that bars inmates from presenting new evidence. Yes. Uh, yeah, we got to talk about that. For even sure. even if the evidence proves that they're innocent. Even if the evidence crazy. proves it that they're innocent. So, so yeah, that's a good one. And then GS had a really good idea, and I love this. Um, ended on a high note. So this month is Black Music History Month, uh-huh. and um, both of us are music heads. GS is a DJ. I am a former musician. Uh huh. And so um, yeah, we just want to celebrate some of our musical heroes and just talk through what Black Music Month means to us, and mm-hmm. and just talk through like. Our relationship with music. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so that's what we got. Okay. Cool. So how was your week? My week has been pretty good. I'm getting okay. back to it. Last week it was like I was tired a lot of week. Mm-hmm. A lot of the, this week I've been getting for the most part, except for last night, got plenty of rest. Mm-hmm. I had to work last night, so naturally yeah. you get off later. Um. But yeah, but so far, work, I worked out three days I'm, I am proud out of the you. week. I love it. My shorts is short. He got the Hoochie Daddy shorts on, y'all. Stay, Look, give it to him. Hold on now, hold on now. Let me show y'all something <laughs> we got going. I can't, I can't get too, can't move that, too much. That's at least that's, that's, three, four inches of that's, thigh that's, right that's, there. That's, that's that's some thigh. At. I got some thigh out here. Some thigh. Hey, you. Hey, you. Hey, yo, yo. Psst, psst, psst. <laughs> 
little daddy. I love it. Um, it's equal opportunity. Yes. No. I, you know. You know who like made me happy was that sister that was like, I don't even send drinks anymore. No I send wings. And I was like, Yo, that's genius. Yo, that's genius. Had, like a tip. Let me tip find piece. out. Let me find out. Somebody sent me some. I'm at the bar, and then somebody said, Here are these. Buffalo seasoned wings. Yeah, I'm saying. I'm gonna be like, who, who, where? I didn't order these. Don't say with the young, the young lady. Eat over your there. wings. Come see me when you're done. I'm gonna say, all right, baby. <laughs> I'm gonna lick my fingers. Get into it. If you want one? Brilliant. Brilliant. Sis, sis is on Sen- to something with that. Sensational. <laughs> I love it. So I'm glad. I'm glad you had a good week. I uh. I'm How's yours? You. How's yours? Yeah, I had a I had a good week too. Um. Got back into my workout regiment too, like getting up, getting in the gym, lifting, mm-hmm. um, and then had a good run this morning. So mm. yeah. How was everything with Anthony? The the uh, the oh massage mixed with microdosing and the that was it was amazing. It was like, amazing. I would probably tear up if I explained the experience mm-hmm. that oh, yeah, I had. it's always an experience oh when you, my god you it, know, it was beautiful but, right yeah. it was it was what i needed um given like the transition that i'm in right now with my career and my life mm. um so i i told quite a few people not quite a few i told people who are close to me and are non-judgmental um that they should do it like yeah. i thought that he number one he's on to something the breathing exercises that we started off with fantastic that immediately gets you into like a like a head high Mm -hmm. um literally just from breathing and he does it in his very rhythmic way Mm -hmm. um and then you go into a i think it was a 10 minute meditation and literally like that's when it it starts starts kicking in (laughs) and so what was amazing about that though was even when he brought me out of the meditation so i didn't come back to full consciousness but he brought you out just enough where you can like feel the massage Mm -hmm. and all of that and so it was cool i got to stay in that place that i was experiencing Mm -hmm. as as he was doing the massage and that was great because we had just done the uh, memorial day murph workout that morning Mm -hmm. so it was good to just kind of you know loosen up some of the tension from from what was i mean the murph is a pretty tough workout so Mm -hmm. it was it was good so we we discussed afterwards. Um, I think I'm his second. I was his second trial client. Does he need a third one? Uh, potentially. Uh, and if you still own, and you know. we are, and you have someone here <laughs> who 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 indulges as well. So let us know. Sounds like. And again, we're talking about hallucinogens. Yeah. We're talking about things that are legal in Colorado. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Yep. <laughs> We're we're in Texas, so we, Texas. we do have to state that. I mean, no, we in Colorado. Yeah. In that conversation, or California, or California. Or California. Yeah. You don't know. Yeah. you don't know where we yeah. at. We on the know. internet, everywhere. We on the <laughs> internet, everywhere. Yeah. Um, but no, that that was good. I'm I'm glad you brought that up because I know we mentioned it last week, and so yeah. um, I did tell him like you know I would tell folks that we were pretty tight with to to go on and and try mm. it. But I think he's on to something. It was a really good experience. That's dope. Yeah. That's fine. Um. Hey, so I had something I wanted to start out um, with. I know we haven't done this, but I'm just calling it uh, Satisfying Racial Moments. Mm, yes, I saw that. Yeah. Discussed that. So you remember um, back in 2020, and I know you remember because it was a lot of shit happening mm-hmm. on that day, right? Mm-hmm. So midday, we got news that this woman mm-hmm. had accused a black man, a bird watcher, which is, in my opinion, one of the most bird innocent watching. things I've ever heard of <laughs> and a black man was doing it right so he's I remember that. Mm-hmm. yeah he's in central park watching his birds and mm-hmm. in a in a place called the rambler i believe mm-hmm. um apparently this is like a beloved spot for people who like to watch birds mm-hmm. now the other thing about that spot is unleashed dogs are off limits there mm-hmm. so there's a woman her name is a- amy cooper mm-hmm. no relation 
Um, <laughs> and she has her dog and the Rambler off the leash. He mm-hmm. nicely asks her, hey, can you put your dog on the leash? There's a rule here. You know, he's mm-hmm. watching his birds doing his thing. She doesn't want to put her dog on the leash, doesn't want to follow the rules, calls the police, mm-hmm. um, weaponizes her white woman tears mm. and begins. And we saw the video, right? Because mm-hmm. he started recording her for his own protection. Mm-hmm. And she. That's where she was choking her own dog, trying to hold him. Oh, yeah. yeah Remember, uh, like, didn't that like um, SPCA or something come after the dog? Or, yeah. <laughs> like, they were like, give, give him back. Dog Protective <laughs> Services. <laughs> Activate. Give, give him back. And so. Say, we know folks don't play about their dogs. You know, these folks don't play about their I mean, the poor dog, right? Right, like his, and I don't even think. I think he was maybe a foster. Like it wasn't really even her. It wasn't dog. even her dog that she was abusing. And, I didn't know that. And so yeah, the poor dog is just you know trying to have a good time, and this woman is choking you and yelling at this man, and it's you know poor thing. So she weaponizes her tears, calls the police, and went from zero to one hundred. We saw it happen on the video, right? Mm. Like she's you know yeah, I need somebody out here, please. He's try- like it went from zero to 100 and literally his commentary is this is ridiculous mm-hmm. I'm not touching you I'm not trying to assault you mm-hmm. what are you talking about long story short we just got word that this man so happy for him Christian Cooper is getting his own bird watching series on National Geographic turn up cue the horns Cue the horn. So we don't have a release date yet, mm-hmm. but we do know that it will be on National Geographic or Disney Plus and Disney Plus. So Fire. either one. Fire. What I also learned about this man in researching him, I didn't know all it is. First of all, he's dope as hell. He mm-hmm. was an editor for Marvel Comics, right? He was um, on the board of Glad, and he like had a hand in developing one of Marvel's first. Uh oh. One of Marvel's first gay characters. Mm-hmm. I just think that's pretty dope. I think it's amazing. I had no idea he was do- out here doing all of this in the first place, along with watching birds. He probably working out and going to church on mm. Sundays too. Like mm, just just a whole upstanding yeah, brother. Yeah, just the the package. He, I mean, he might take his grandma groceries. He's probably doing a lot more than me. So we just want to say congratulations um, to Christian. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. I. I don't know. Have we had any black host of like animal shows that you can remember? I no, I cannot say. There are some guys who are online. Like okay. there's like the uh, the Amazon man, or I forgot this got his name. Okay, but he's like a brother who's swole, but he deals with like animals. He loves like, animals. He, he, he's he's like at like he's like. Holding anacondas. Oh yeah, like in crocodile Brazil, Dundee stuff. Like mm-hmm. on some real nature outdoorsy stuff. It's just dangerous though. But he was on it. <laughs> it's kind of lit, but it's, it's kind of it's lit, but it's dangerous. <laughs> nah, that's that's cool. Well, definitely, um, that is satisfying. When I read about it, I it made my day because mm-hmm. to go through what he went through, um, come out, you know honestly graceful he handled the whole situation incredibly gracefully mm-hmm. um and to come out winning like this man is about to be on tv and i'm I don't even, i'm not even in the birds right mm-hmm. but i'm going to watch because i'm just interested in, mm-hmm. in what he creates so congratulations to him and um big ups amy cooper i wrote a blog about you you were still racist and ain't, um, shit. ain't shit so you ain't shit there's that so yeah yeah that's pretty dope uh i kind of have something that's like this that's, that's more on the opposite end of that. It's more of the people watch kind of situation. There, uh, there was a there was a uh, a black uh, spa owner here in Dallas, and mm-hmm. I reached out to her through our podcast. Actually, 
her name was her name is Morgan. Okay. Uh, Morgan, and she owns a spot. I'll get more of the details to put in there. But long story short, a video was taken of a, there was a, a white man who walked into there. He had paid to, uh, for a day mm-hmm. for a spa day for his time there. Okay. And then uh, he ended up. He just ended up doing like some weird shit. Like he was just doing some some weird some weird shit while he was there. Like looking at stuff, going in spaces where he shouldn't have been, this and that. And then so the lady was like, long story that story shortened. She ended up being like, well, refund his money, asking to leave. And he goes into this rant and he was saying, It's you and your people are the reason why my family is doing bad or something like that. He says and she's recording him saying this. Wait, 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 wait. It's uh yeah, it's it's kind of crazy. He goes into her place. Uh-huh. And you said he starts doing things and going through things like he's in her office or what is he? He's just I don't think he's in like their 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 office per se. He's uh he was just kind of just being in spaces where he where he shouldn't have been. Mm. Like and so there were some complaints about him and then they just ended up asking him to leave. So, uh, and when he was asked to leave and refunded his money, and then when he was, when it became he was, it's you and your people. You and your you you and your you and your people are the reason why my family, me and my family, are in whatever situation that they were in. But you came to yes, you came there. But yeah, so it's just on the opposite end of of that great news. I think it just made me think that we still need to be prevalent and thoughtful. That there are people who are still out here. Basically, this this culture of 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 getting your message across via gun violence. Yeah. And 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 being on some well, y'all hurt me without really having any real um, support behind it mm-hmm. outside of just you being racist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that. Like. Yeah, that's a real thing. That's that's still going on. So we watching we watching her business. We're watching her right now. Okay. And, and what's the name of the business? Uh I'm trying to find the name of the spa, but it's I'm I'm gonna drop the details in here. But. Okay. Yeah, I, I hadn't heard about that, but yeah, yeah I'm, I had, I had reached out to her, let her know that we're we're here in support. Green Route Pod yes. is here in support of you. We you know, if you want if you need us to help you get the message out, you know, anything we can do, we here. Okay. Yeah, well definitely sending Morgan love. Um mm-hmm. That I'll try to you know find more information and and look at it myself, but that <laughs> that's wild. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, let's get into some other wild news, I guess. Let's get let's get to it. <sighs> All right. So this Buffalo shooter mm-hmm. um, had his arraignment, and um, he went in and pled not guilty. Mm. Um, so just to give you guys, you know, a little little information on what's kind of going on with this case. So, um, he was indicted on 25 counts. Mm. Um, so of this 25, it's made up of 10 counts of first degree murder. He Mm. killed 10 people. It's also made up of 10 counts of second degree murder as a hate crime. Mm -hmm. Um, three counts of attempted murder as a hate crime. Mm -hmm. He has a domestic terror charge Mm -hmm. and also a weapons charge. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, (laughs) You know, if he is convicted 
he'll have life without, life parole. without parole, right? And that's just from the domestic terror charge. Mm. Um, so that's the big one. That's the one that, you know, based on what I'm seeing at least, mm -hmm. um, given that this was premeditated, mm -hmm. that there is a paper trail that he was radicalized and was wanting to attack black people. Mm -hmm. There's, I, I don't think there's a whole lot that his attorney can do to mm -hmm. get him away from that hate charge. Mm -hmm. um, and that is covered under that domestic terror charge. So I think we'll see him go away, but do want to talk about like why he would even plead not guilty and why would he plead not guilty what are the benefits of him pleading not guilty yeah so he was already indicted right so uh -huh. it wasn't like the court couldn't accept um mm. a guilty charge mm -hmm. um he pled not guilty simply to buy his team time mm. that that's the only thing i can think of mm. um he may have wanted to go in there and plead guilty but if his attorneys are telling him nah you know, I want to comb through the case, look at all the details, see if I can put some type of defense together. Mm -hmm. um, he may have been told to plead not guilty. And what I what I think becomes part of this is we had the whole thing on on the GoPro cam, right? Mm -hmm. Like he streamed this. Mm -hmm. So we know he did it. I'm wondering, though, if it's more about it's going to be a high profile case. The attorney can probably make their career and hang their hat on this case. Mm -hmm. And so even if I lose it, right, which mm -hmm. you, you probably will, if I present really good arguments and a really good defense, there may be some type of professional catapult mm -hmm. for the defense team. So mm -hmm. I think I actually think that he's kind of being used as a mule for mm -hmm. career purposes um, for his defense team. Mm -hmm. Um because I can't see any way that he's going to get off. Mm. I mean, well, he's not going to get off. That's that's for sure. Uh, the thing about it is the death penalty in New in the state of New York has. That's that's what I was thinking. I was like, what is it going to take for him to die? Mm. <laughs> I know, mm -hmm. we don't know that how that sounds, but mm, I don't yeah. care. What is it going to take for that? And I found out. I did some little bit of research, and I found out that in New York, the death penalty has been completely abolished. Okay, so that's why he would get life without, without parole. parole okay so but then again personally speaking as the other side of it is to me the death penalty in some cases um again we could talk about the death penalty in the case of black people and we already know that history we kind of have an idea mm -hmm. of that mm -hmm. but in regards to this situation it's like I, I i would be for the death penalty but at the same time living i know there's more potential for you to suffer yeah yeah uh and like I, like we said last time, whatever whatever his fears are, whatever the whatever he feels like is suffering to him, that's what we want him to experience. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, I, I was reading something about how these mass murderers mm -hmm. um, they go into that knowing that this is probably my final act. Mm -hmm. um, they expect to either get shot down or turn the gun on themselves mm -hmm. or. They, they go into this knowing, like, this is probably it. I'm going to make my statement. Mm -hmm. I'm going to do my due. And so I'm wondering if he expected those cops to end his life for him. Mm. Um, and when that didn't come, right now, this may actually be his worst fear, is having to go spend the rest of his life in a mm. box. Potentially. Maybe so. Because, I mean, for some of them... You're absolutely right that that's what that's they they like to go out as a martyr. Mm -hmm. Like some of them, they are looking to inspire other murderers, other killers. Again, he was inspired by New Zealand. Mm -hmm. He said that, and for some of them, they are willing to die for this cause. Yeah. It's, it's so funny because it's like Republicans and GOP folks definitely are like 
yes, look at those Islamist terrorist groups willing to kill themselves to 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 push, to push a cause, and <laughs> yeah. it's like this is happening under your own these are under Christians. your own watch. Yes, these are Christian yeah. men. These are men who 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 identify um, the racial lines mm-hmm. and parrot the same kind of talking points that y'all do. They're mm. a little more extreme, mm-hmm. but the same talking points that you all have. Yeah. So, <laughs> with that being said, um, there's just this crazy thing that we don't realize. And it's, it's actually, this is my, this is my, um, my uh, conspiracy theorist brother okay. <laughs> perspective. Mm-hmm. In the future, if they don't get, if they don't get more of what they want, then we can expect to see more of these white supremacist acts again. Like, yeah, like the brother we were talking about, uh, not bro. He's not our brother. Like the, like, like the white man who was in that spa, who was, who was, who felt like, who was telling this black woman in her own business Mm -hmm. that it's her family. Mm -hmm. And they're the reason why his family is hurting. These people are only, only going to become more extreme, even though there's plenty of information out that shows that, What's happening is does not really have anything to do with the growing racial populations. Mm-hmm. Hell, we're not the ones in these governmental, these higher up positions. We yeah. all know that it's the companies, it's corporate, it's all that that's running it. It's not us yes. per se. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I foresee that the right leaning conservatives will be the next terrorist group. They already have been. Already have in some ways, but they will be the for sure next terrorist group, the yeah. domestic terrorist group that we gonna experience. And we talked about last week how Congress continues to uh, fail passing a bill that prevents, mm-hmm. you know, homegrown domestic terrorism mm-hmm. because they know what that means. That means their sons. Mm-hmm. And the a lot of these boys that they're raising right. um, would be part of that group. And, and 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 it would force them because again, a part of what they were a part of their issues had to do with the fact that they felt like a lot of it'd be a lot of scrutiny in mm-hmm. police forces, a lot of scrutiny, military yep. uh branches. And it's because they know, like, these folks, this ideology is rampant in in police forces in those nests. and in, yeah. the, in the military. Mm-hmm. Like, y'all, y'all look, y'all, for, for America, what they try to do is harbor that energy into, like, war energy <laughs> on the streets yes. yeah. and abroad. Yeah, that's like, that's channel that channel that channel that that racial hatred that you have mm-hmm. uh and go kill some middle easterners <laughs> some brown people over there yeah they kind of look alike yeah so, they kinda, you can yeah, get it off yeah. that way they may like, be cousins yeah yeah, no. may, yeah and all and truly told all of them are in the same bucket black hispanics mm-hmm. uh muslims anybody can get it <laughs> all 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 of the cans yeah africans mexicans <laughs> i like that <laughs> i like that no i so what's crazy and i don't know if this was just instinct, but as soon as you mention the man who went into this business here in Dallas and, you know, s- s- just started acting an ass, mm-hmm. the first thing that came to mind is mm-hmm. I really hope that he is not sitting somewhere plotting what he can what, potentially yes, do. Because he was he was, he went in there 
to do something. Who knows what he went in there to do? And he was neutralized. Potentially Mm -hmm. uh, casing spot, looking around. That's what made me think. I was like, this man looks like he's he's casing this 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 spot. Yeah, and and he kind of got embarrassed, right? Because Mm -hmm. he was asked to leave, gave him his money back. I don't need your money. Mm -hmm. And so now his ego is probably bruised. Mm -hmm. And the first thing I thought is, Mm -hmm. you know, protect this woman, protect her business at Mm -hmm. all costs, because we have seen. So many times, Mm -hmm. right? Like, (laughs) because you feel like someone who is not supposed to talk to you a certain way or treat you a certain Mm -hmm. way has made you respect their boundaries Mm -hmm. and respect them as a human, as a fully functioning being on this earth. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, like, oh, I I can't have that. I I am of the thought, honestly, I'm of the belief that that's why George Floyd died. Mm -hmm. Because you had these black people standing to the side talking shit to you Mm -hmm. you had this black man that you know you can't let him embarrass you in front of these junior officers Mm -hmm. and these people that aren't on my level Mm -hmm. and so i'm gonna stay on top of you with my hands on my pocket not because i have to but because now i have to show it's a show of force yes Yes. i I have to show force in in this case and they i remember the prosecutor talked about this during the trial Mm -hmm. talked about how his ego was hurt and that was the only reason he didn't get up off of george floyd was Mm. because his his feelings were hurt because his ego was bruised and he couldn't be less of a man in front of these junior officers and a bunch of black people Mm -hmm. he couldn't be that and so he had to stay there and and you killed a man because of ego because that it's it's always it's always funny that it's telling and it's funny Mm -hmm. that for a lot of for a lot of white police officers that is their show of power. Like you can show power by being kind. You can show power yes. by being, being merciful. You yes. can show power by by, by being unbothered. By, by being unbothered, oh, or even God. as a police officer, just making sure like things are conducted mm-hmm. in a way to where to where it's you know properly investigated, mm-hmm. given whatever's going on. Okay, he used a fake dollar, counterfeit dollar, potentially. Um, let me highlight you let's, real let's, quick. Let's, let's talk about. Let's, it. let's talk about. Mm-hmm. It. Let's have a conversation about this. But instead. It went there when you were trying to arrest this man. Instead of actually uh, arresting him, you just chose to pin him down. Yeah, forcefully pin him down. And it's like, why is that show of force necessary for you to feel like you are valid? Mm. Like, is exercising that kind of power over another human does that really validate you? I guess so. Yeah. I, why? What? If you've what? never been, if you've never felt valid, or maybe you did, and now you don't, yeah. like it's, you know, it's it's, it's it's a lot of layers to it. But yeah. It's, it's yeah. I think I think a lot of it is about grasping at any bit of power that you can get, and I love what you said that you can show power by being kind, like one of my favorite things about my personality, to be honest, is the fact that like, I'm pretty nonchalant in most situations. Mm -hmm. And so there's very little that's going to bother me to Mm -hmm. the point where I like blow up. Mm -hmm. And because of that, I have drawn more people to me Mm -hmm. than I could ever Mm -hmm. with like a bothersome or very aggravated Mm -hmm. type of personality. And so I I Mm -hmm. 100% agree that like being kind, I saw a video the other day, it was a group of people. The officer was just doing rounds. You can tell that, mm-hmm. you know, it was a, I think it was a Saturday night and there was a woman in particular. She was out with her friend. She got a little saucy, mm-hmm. you know, and the cops come up and you hear the cop yell, you're not about to drive. Are you? She was like, no, sir. No, sir. And she takes her heels off. She was like, I'm gonna put my shoes in the back seat and I'm gonna walk on with my friends. And the cop was like, all right, y'all be safe tonight. And she turns around and says, um, all right, officer, come check on me in an hour. He was like, all right, I will. And I was thinking, like, that 
mm-hmm. is those interactions probably surprised her, mm-hmm. but also helped her to just take her guard down a little bit. Just by hearing an officer say, hey, you're not driving, are you? Right. He didn't accuse her of anything. It was just checking in, it's, making sure you're safe. It's called protecting and serving. Protecting her. Making sure it's, that she was protected from getting from behind, from getting behind the wheel. It's, 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 that's, yeah. And it was, it was such a simple interaction, but it made me feel like mm-hmm. y'all have no idea how powerful that is for people like us who always have to be afraid. Mm-hmm. We always have or to be, be afraid. Or be on guard at least, like yeah. be like tense. And when like I it's see not, a black and white, I'll be like, please don't follow me. Please don't follow me. I know, yeah, so I'm saying like our, our even, we, we, our perspective of the police is so much different mm-hmm. than people in other countries mm-hmm. because... I remember visiting even Puerto Rico, the, mm-hmm. parts, the parts of Puerto Rico that I was in, and it was just like we had to, we we barely saw police, and when we did see them, they were they were letting us walk by, they were they were being humane, mm-hmm. saying hello, <laughs> like yeah, like wasn't speeding through lights, yeah, wasn't <laughs> get, right, turning their lights on to, <laughs> get, lights through on lights. to get through yeah. lights, wasn't uh, asking people questions, seeing them pull, seeing them pulled over, and. Uh, all this shit yeah. outside, outside their car. We not you just you just didn't see things like yeah. that. Like you just did. I mean, I was only there for a few days, but there being in Europe, it's like their perspective and their relationship with their police is so much different. Yeah. And I just had to learn that it is better in other places. It, or the relationship appears to be better in other places. You, I'll say that. That I, it, it's even built differently, right? Like when you think about the history of policing awesome. here, it's yeah, it's just built different. But I know we got completely off topic. Off, we yeah. was talking about this Buffalo shooter. Yeah. Um, long story short, his next court date is July seventh. Right. Um, so we'll keep y'all up to date on what's going on in this case um, as as things just begin to unfold. So. And, and I'll also say this: I I I wish that we have mental health. And health experts, psychologists, therapists to really talk to him, mm-hmm. and not to not not really to help him. That's that's not what that's for. But we need to learn more about how his mind works. Study his brain. Study his yeah. brain. Study like how these things are happening. Mm-hmm. Because again, this is a process. Mm-hmm. This is not. This is not nature. This is nurture. Mm-hmm. He was nurtured into this ideology at how, eighteen. So it's <laughs> happening quicker and quicker. Happening quicker, quicker, yeah. and earlier. Yeah. So, we need to we need to get up on that. I like I really like that. Like get some he- good healthcare professionals in there to, mm, understand, to understand the trauma or any anything mm. that happened. Apparently he was bored during quarantine. That's what I'm. But there there had to be something there's, there's even more, before there, that. There's there's more to that. Mm-hmm. It's, it's that's to be truth be told. That's one of those scapegoats kind of kind of things. Like no, it ain't just boring. He didn't have anything to do. And also shout out to Mind Hunters, which is my favorite show yes. where they study. The basis of this show is studying like serial killers and why they do what yep. they do. One of my favorite shows. If it's not top two, definitely one or two for sure. I'll have to watch the show. I've watched the movie with LL Cool J, but never the show. Oh, no, the show is fire. Okay. Season one and two. They actually talk about um, the quickly. Sorry, y'all. The premise of it is this. Um, the premise of it is this. Back in the 1960s or 70s. They they noticed all the serial killers that were happening, like there were, you know, these sexualized mm. murders and mm-hmm. all this. And this was their first time saying, hey, these people are killing people. But this is these are slightly there's something else to this. Yeah. So we need to create a wing in the FBI to actually study these kinds of people and how they go. So they went around just interviewing mass murderers. Yeah. Um, the coolest part, <laughs> coolest was that they and this is all based off fact, but they 
um, made it to Atlanta for the Atlanta child murders. Mm-hmm. So the last second season, the last three episodes, three or four episodes are about that. And it's very good. Okay. Very good. So I'm going to have to, maybe that's my, my thing for the night. You know, I've been staying out the streets. It's yeah, too look, expensive. Look, look, look into it. Okay. Speak, why are you staying out the street? Speaking of Ooh. gas prices. Good. I filled up this morning. I was on my way to a run. I was below E. You know how I do. And um, eighty-one dollars and up at eighteen cents. <laughs> Gas tank on E, but all, all drinks, drinks on, on me. me. Um, well, yeah, these prices have definitely wiped me out. Um, see what I did there? Yeah, mm, uh, uh, yeah I've been getting positive. Uh, <laughs> um, so eighty-one dollars for mm. a Kia Optima. Yo, that is wild. Um, so. Prices across across the country are ridiculous. So California has hit eight dollars. Eight a gallon. So you mean it's That's not almost a <laughs> it's almost the amount of a gram of a G. Um might as well stay home and and, and smoke. Wow. Eight dollars a gallon. I gotta see a picture of that. It's, but I'm pretty sure I, it's- I will send it to you. Yes. So across the country. Prices are getting close to five dollars a gallon. It's mm. I think it's expect expected to hit six by the end of summer on average across the country. Now, this is crazy because this is yet another example. We've talked about like the NRAs. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very reminiscent of why Republicans aren't trying to change certain gun laws yep. because the money means more. Big it's business. the same in this situation. Mm-hmm. People have challenged Biden to set in better regulatory um, systems Mm -hmm. for these oil companies that are pulling in these billion dollar profits at a time like this. Yes. Like it does not make sense for these companies to be upselling this gas to the point to where they're upselling. it's, it's, It's not so much they're upselling it and making a profit. They're upselling it. And they're making it seem as though it's because of an outside issue. There you go. They, and some and somehow this outside issue causes the price to go up. But then also their profits are their off the profits chains. are. There you go. And so when I hear people saying things like, you know, it's the war in Ukraine or it's inflation mm-hmm. or it's Biden, no, which it's, Biden does not set gas prices, y'all. Let's now Biden got a lot of work he needs to do. Don't get work. me wrong. Plenty. But that man has he has no control over these gas prices. He no. doesn't. He doesn't. So you are absolutely right. Like if you go look at the financial statements, or you don't even have to look at the financial statements, just pull their like analyst transcripts, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. From their earnings calls. You will see that ExxonMobil, Chevron, mm-hmm. and the other big oil companies pulled in $40 billion in Q1 of this year Yee! in profit. $40 bill. And And you think about that. And the other thing is, so I actually did a um, like a real quick you know infographic on this to explain mm-hmm. gas prices. Break it down. So crude oil, right, is mm-hmm. the biggest piece that, that helps us understand where gas That's prices are going to go. That is the straight barrel the that you are getting, right? Mm-hmm. I think there's 42 gallons in a barrel, if I'm not mistaken. So... If you look at that and say COVID times, the cost of a barrel dropped to about 70-something dollars. So that's why gas was so cheap. Remember, Mm -hmm. we was filling up for a dollar something down here, right? So when the market, well, when the the demand went up Mm -hmm. and the supply hadn't yet, of course, the price of a barrel went up. So Mm -hmm. we got to over $100. Okay, cool. That put us about where we were Mm -hmm. Mm pre-COVID. 
why there was a whole congressional hearing about this was because that price of that barrel has not gone up enough to warrant the prices that we're seeing at the pump. Exactly. And that difference, that delta, mm-hmm. is what they are pocketing. Mm-hmm. They're also using some of that delta, that difference, to go to D.C. Mm-hmm. and lobby mm-hmm. for certain things to either get passed or not passed. One of those things that they don't want to get passed, of course, mm-hmm. is like maybe a ma- major infrastructure spending bill. So, mm-hmm. like, if you give people public transit, if you give them high-speed rail, mm-hmm. give them all these things. You improve that, you the know, roads mm-hmm. to make it easier to transit yep. and go from place to place. If you remove our need, our dependency, because Dallas is a very car-dependent city. Very. This is one of the most car-dependent cities I have ever been in. Mm-hmm. Um, you need a car here. And so... You kind of got to go to the pump if you want to go to work, if you want to get your kids to school, if you mm-hmm. want to just go out and see your friends, you have to go buy gas. Mm-hmm. So why wouldn't I, as a big oil executive, go to D.C. and lobby for you not to pass these things that will give people choices other than my oil? Mm. I don't want I don't want them to have really good trains because because we all know that if. Uh, let's say they, they have a bullet train that they've been scheduled to uh, to create from Dallas for as long as as long as we've all been alive. We've all I'm keeping, I'm keeping hope alive, Jesse Jackson. <laughs> keeping hope alive for it. Uh, the train would be able to get us from Dallas to Houston forty five minutes mm-hmm. to an hour. Mm-hmm. People basically people can commute. They can work in Houston and live in Dallas, yep. and vice versa. They know that if they create a system like that, and when they see the success of it. It's going to be implemented in other places. Oh, yeah. Other places are going to see like, hey, we are we are dealing with less. Uh, we're dealing with 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 less of a highly populated metro area mm-hmm. because there are more opportunities now in other cities. Um, there will be there will potentially be more job opportunities, mm-hmm. which means more people will be making more money. Yep. Like there are there are a lot of upsides to creating efficient. Uh, public transportation's a lot of mm-hmm. upside to it. Yep. Again, it's one of those things where it's like, do you do like you said? Is that something? Would that benefit the bigger oil companies? Oh, Absolutely we know not. not. Yeah. Even I know there were there have been bills that are still far along that have been proposed in terms of um, pushing a lot of our uh, domestic car creator uh, car builder mm-hmm. groups pushing them to make more electric cars mm-hmm. and not necessarily saying like, Hey, this is a, a, a tax thing. You know, if y'all do like, no more so like, Hey y'all to combat, um, the pollution to combat everything. Like y'all have to, mm-hmm. y'all have to make a fleet of electric cars. Mm-hmm. If y'all going to be selling to the American people and we're stupid carbon emissions, y'all have to do y'all's part by creating an option. Like that's, that's something we don't know if it's going to make or how far it's going to go, but that's an option. Yeah. But if that's one of those things where it's like, it would behoove, um, it would behoove the oil companies in a. It would behoove the people mm-hmm. for that to be created, for oh, that yeah. option to be created. Yep. Would it benefit the oil companies? Absolutely not. Nah, nah. And so, as I was like researching this mm-hmm. um, to to understand, mm-hmm. you know, gas prices. One thing that came up was this report that was done on big oil lobbyists, mm-hmm. and it really exposed them. Mm-hmm. And their lobbyists for being in, in D.C. attempting to sink like infrastructure and climate bills to mm-hmm. your point that you just brought up, because if there is a big climate bill out there all of a sudden, well, now, shit, uh, mm-hmm. you know, my gas has to be cleaner mm-hmm. or, you know, the cars that 
um, folks are creating have to be hybrid all of a sudden, mm-hmm. and which means it doesn't take as much cash. You're taking money out of my pocket. Mm-hmm. And so you think about how money runs around D.C. and then how decisions are made mm-hmm. based on the money that's there and not what the people need. Exactly. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm 100 percent with you. I look at these companies and really all I see is how can we continue to scrape as much from the pockets of American people mm-hmm. as possible. But then I think we also have to be careful. <laughs> oh, opportunities at, yeah, at the finest. So I think we also have to pay attention to some of these oil companies that are quietly building like these renewable empires because they know the shift is going to have to come. Mm-hmm. And so they're already, uh-oh. They're already starting to play in that space too, mm-hmm. so they can already have a hand in it. Trying to have a, a leg up in, in that yep. process. Yep. Uh, whether they're actually for the people or not, it's still up it's for. Money. Yep. Well, I guess it's not up for debate. It's, it's, <laughs> yep. It's pretty much money. It's it's money. So even in renewable energy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm thinking like, you know, y'all are going to monetize and I can't even say monetize because that's too nice of a word like you are going to rape every industry possible Mm -hmm. to get as much much as you can as Mm -hmm. possible and so you know we got big oil right now that's fine but they also see that the horizon is up on them and Mm -hmm. so I think they're also starting to think about okay how can we start playing in this green space too so that Mm -hmm. when those new laws when this new slate of laws come in we're already in there, and mm-hmm. we're the big players. We're the major players, mm-hmm. you know, all of that. So, y- y'all, if you if you are filling up, I'm sorry. I will say this. I had a friend in L.A. quit a job mm-hmm. because it was costing her more to get to that job than she was making from the job. There was a – there's actually – it was like a kind of a positive story, um, and it talked about this small business that was willing to – pay more to their their employees mm-hmm. because their employees were just saying like hey it just it's costing me a lot to get to work mm-hmm. so it was just i forgot what the name i don't remember what the name of that business was but it was just one of those things where it was like oh it was a feel good kind of situation yeah but in those stories definitely kudos and props to those kinds of business owners those kinds of managers mm-hmm. but we got to know that i feel like the majority no. are not like that the majority no. of, of owners the majority of employers they don't really care they're not adjusting your wages according to how much gas prices are going up or how much it costs to even get you know to you they might but what what they're going to do is pass that through to the consumer right and so i mean in essence it's really clawing it back when you Mm. think about it like yeah i'm gonna give my employees more but i'm also going to raise the prices which really just takes the the pay raise i gave you Mm. because i'm going to raise the prices on everything else like nine times out of ten it's going to come out like so it's mean like even when they try to do good for Mm -hmm. their employees nine times out of ten it's going to still it's going to be like well y'all know because i gave y'all that increase because of gas that nobody's getting a a, a wage increase for the next three years or (laughs) yeah that that and i'm also going to raise the prices on consumers so like we see a lot of everything is higher right now y'all have to sell more of this product to Uh, yeah, your, your productivity knows to go, needs to go up. I'm going to charge the consumer more. So there was a really good study that came out um, a few weeks ago, actually, that showed even though people are making more, these companies are coming out and saying, yeah, I've gave my people a 30% increase. Mm-hmm. When you look at what they, how much more they are paying for everyday things, and this mm-hmm. is everything from their rent to gas to electric, whatever, people in America took 
a 2.4% pay cut mm-hmm. because what they were given, the delta that they were given in their pay did not match the delta in everything else that's mm-hmm. rising in price. And so right. it was basically the increase in their, in, in, I guess what they were given was mm-hmm. offset by what they actually had to yep. spend money. Plus and, some. Plus some. Yep. So a 2.4% pay cut. It's like you can't win from fucking losing. <laughs> so we all getting poor. So like you got you got to lose we in are, order to win. We're literally all getting poor and but but y'all if y'all do the math, those record profits mm-hmm. start to make a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. If I am giving my employees more, taking more from my consumer, mm-hmm. I'm literally putting 2.4% more in my pocket, mm-hmm. but I'm making them think that they got a pay raise. And so when we start seeing these like crazy profits, these record breaking, we should not have record breaking profits in an economy like this. Should not. We should not. We should not. The fact that we do tells us, and you you brought it up, that they are using this war. They are using inflation. They are using COVID. Mm-hmm. They're using all the things Supply that are going chain. on. Mm-hmm. Yep, all the things that are going on in the world to cover up what's really happening, and a lot of it is just price gouging. And and Congress has yet to pass a bill that says you cannot price gouge the American people, and they have yet to pass a windfall tax Mm -hmm. that says you are not allowed to make these crazy profits. And if you do, I am going to tax you at a higher rate. Mm -hmm. And so until our representatives do something, Mm -hmm. we are all going to continue to get 2.4% poorer mm-hmm. month over month, year over year mm-hmm. until something happens. Or we just stop going to work and spending money. I'm right. actually okay for, with that. Yeah. And, that, and that's pretty much what's going to happen. It's like, they're, they're going to, my final point to this is my, not even my fear. Cause it's kind of my hope. My hope, mm-hmm. my hope <laughs> is that, that because of their greed, they force us to become more self-reliant. Yeah. They force us to become more independent. Um, we just develop systems to combat their greed, mm-hmm. and those systems work. Now, what I will look out for are the laws that may come after that that will stop us from doing certain things mm-hmm. for ourselves. Like I foresee that if um, that if let's say I got these, one for you. the Kroger's. Let me say Kroger's. Okay. So Kroger's. They they not shit. They're not shit. True. That's a different conversation. But I can foresee Kroger's and the conglomerate of, of markets um, lobbying to have certain areas not designated for food growth. Mm. Like we won't we won't even know that it's them behind. Mm-hmm. But they'll be like that because they know that if they lessen our our ability or at least in terms of the law, uh, if they lessen our ability to actually grow our own food mm-hmm. or figure out some way. To, to 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 make it illegal, then of course they know that the next best thing is we're gonna have to depend on them. That's like, it. It's, it's it's some bullshit. That, I can see Walmart doing that. Oh, Walmart yeah. being a part of it. That, that, that's just that's just an example. That's the mic drop right there. That's it. Like you're right. The more dependent, every time we figure some shit out, they go combat it. Mm-hmm. And so I could definitely see a law that says, oh, you're not allowed to grow fruit trees on your property, mm-hmm. or you're not allowed to have certain you know, trees are. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, and it'll be it'll you know it's it's a you know a pest control thing or you cannot farm your own fish yeah. because yep. it's not regulated like some dumb ass shit I'm, I, I can foresee that as well you you hit it you and, literally did the circle that's how it would be so, <laughs> so yeah i mean y'all good luck at the pump again i spent 81 dollars um it used to be about 30 81? something 81 18 i in, in that car the, the four-door that 
The thing is, I had my 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 expedition. I spent I to fill it up recently. It was like ninety five. Yeah, it but, was seventy. It was seventy six last week. So oh my god! I have it jumped. What is that? Five dollars. Look, y'all. Let me let me talk directly into the uh, into Instagram world because uh, this message is important. Mm-hmm. If it is not a profit, if it is not something that is directly of a benefit to me, please. And it, it requires me to drive. <laughs> it is. It just has to have that criteria. It got to be. It got to be. It got to be leading to a check. Very meaningful. It, maybe not money, but just something very mean. If I come to your birthday dinner. In a gas climate like this means I really care. <laughs> it's it's tough. I I told I told some friends I was like we need to get back on this backyard boogie. You know, yeah, cooking cooking crib, food some, at the crib mm, because it's mm. yeah it's a hundred dollars a pop to go out to dinner now and yeah. we could all put twenty in and have and a good barbecue yeah. uh, uh, backyard boogie. That's it. You know what I'm saying? That's it. So this summer, um, I I think we might be on King Cole Drive or yeah backyard know. boogie in Mel's house. Yeah, day party at Mel's house. You can stand on the outside. Couches, <laughs> that, right? Don't mess them up though, because there's still somebody else. But <laughs> that's real. But yeah, that, that's real. This China thing is interesting to me. Um, so y'all, China called for the UN, um, to investigate the U.S. Mm-hmm. for human rights, given. All of the mass shootings going on. You got China. China coming for us. I mean, and they got, we know they got issues over there. We know. Like, let's talk about their Muslim population. The Uyghurs, the Uyghurs, like the, 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 okay, so in China they had schools. Mm-hmm. Uh, just this, this, again, uh, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, uh, authoritarian. <laughs> Uh, uh, like countries these, yeah. learn uh, from each other, mm-hmm. and I, as much as we can call America democracy, no, America has been an authoritarian power for certain <laughs> populations within within with, within within America with democratic makeup with the democratic yeah mask. It's like putting uh, what my grandma used to say a lipstick on a pig, putting lipstick on mm-hmm. a mother, mm-hmm. and calling it Dorothy. <laughs> that girl look good, that don't she? That ain't, that ain't no, she don't. But uh. But my, my point is, um, they were putting Muslims into schools, into boarding 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 schools, what they boarding call camps, re-education, re-education yeah. programs, mm-hmm. and of course that is remnant uh, remnant of what happened with America and the mm-hmm. Native Americans, mm-hmm. how they took a lot of their children a lot by force. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, they're just now starting to pay reparations back to some of those tribes because they took them in and dealt with hella sexual abuse. And we're, they're digging up remains of these children still. And that's a... Okay. So, that's, so yeah, let's not... Yeah, that's we, another we, that's conversation. That's a whole different conversation. Yeah. But mm-hmm. our, our, our point is China has its own issues, uh, child labor issues. Yep. All, and truth be told... Let me let me not be this person. I'm pointing out the fuckery over there, but China ain't wrong pointing out the fuckery over here. Yes, let's be real here. So it, <laughs> it's really you, what's the Spider Man meme where like you see Spider Man like, hey, <laughs> this is what we're saying, this, right? This, where hey. China like you got little room to talk, little room, very little. But it but does not mean that what you're saying is not valid. valid. I, I mean, a broke clock again. <laughs> like my granny used to say, bro, broke right, clock twice a day. Is, is twice, twice a day. At least twice a day is, so, is right. So, and, so so this is one of the times that, that China is right. And and some people, 
some people um, have the the theory that China is really just trying to take the spotlight off of them because of mm-hmm. a lot of the human rights mm-hmm. violations that we've seen over there. Mm-hmm. But again, the world is watching what's going on mm-hmm. in America. And literally going to the U.N., and I believe it was the commissioner for human mm-hmm. rights, um, telling him or her, I don't know if it was a man or a woman, saying, yeah, you you need to get over there and do a report on right. what's going on in America because right. shit is getting bad. Yeah. And when you start having countries like China mm-hmm. call out... <laughs> It's like, like it's like the lady. It's like the it's like the 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 auntie with the bad kids yeah. telling you that your kids are doing too much. Yes. <laughs> yes. But it's like I mean, if your kids acting up, yeah, she's not wrong. Like, what about okay? No. I mean, she's not, she's not wrong. Does, it doesn't make her opinion even le- in any less valid. Yeah. Um, and truth be told, maybe more countries and. Tr- more, maybe more countries do need to speak up because again, we all know that Brother Minister Malcolm X. That was a big part of what he was pushing mm-hmm. and Martin Luther King. Mm-hmm. They were pushing to have these talks on a, a global stage. They were letting people know on a global stage what was mm-hmm. happening to black people because they knew that the message wasn't getting around via American media in okay. terms of the atrocities and the bullshit. Mm-hmm. So it's like maybe more countries need to call out America. If America really wants to be this superpower, really want to be like the face of democracy. And of course, again, it is, it is a mask. It is not legitimate because that's a different conversation. But if they want to be, then yeah, yeah, they they need to absolve all these criticisms. They need to take all these in. Oh, well, um, and hopefully maybe another country would step up, a country that they respect. There you go. There, <laughs> More we so. depend on China, but respect is a mm, yeah, yeah, is, is yeah. a different thing. But yeah. no. Yeah, we, we have a dependence on China. But maybe uh Sweden. Maybe yeah. one of these, you know, yeah. these ethnically mm-hmm. uh European Pure European, pure. Maybe if the Queen said it. Maybe if the Queen said it. Maybe, maybe she needs to point this out. I don't know. Your Grace, Your could Grace. you? Yeah. So, so I want to read some of the the excerpts from mm-hmm. you know this this Communist Party newspaper because they've been writing about this in China. Mm-hmm. They've been writing about America. So one of the excerpts. Damn. The U.S. system is equally incapable or lacks interest, motivation, Mm. and courage to address these problems thoroughly. That's one. Mm. I got a a quote, too, as well. Okay. The other one that I think is interesting, the headline was Racism, a Poison Running Through American Body That's the one I was going to read. That's the one I was going to read. That is is so... Because they, they know it's about race. That's the thing. Like... As much as we like you, to act like, you know, and you know what's funny? Why it's easier? Okay, sorry. Mm, no, 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 no. Give it to me. Give it to me. Give it to me. No, no, no. The, the the thing about it is, they are in. They're not responding as people in a glass house in this situation because for them, they have a uh, heterogeneous yep. group of yep. people. It's mm-hmm. not like a lot. Of, it's not like black Chinese yep. people over there. It's not. Puerto Rican Chinese. They Chinese. Majority, Mm -hmm. large majority of just Chinese folks. (laughs) Um, So they can call out racism in a way that isn't necessarily applicable Mm -hmm. to them. Like their racism is more, it's more, or their, their, um, like discrimination, their, their, discrimi- yeah. their, their discrimination has more to do with religion because yes. they're discriminating other Chinese folks who just happen to have you who know, converted or who, yeah, who grew Islam, up in a different. Who, yeah. mm-hmm. So it's like they're like, well, we can call y'all out some shit that we really ain't that, dealing cause, with. Because not only do y'all have the religion problem, y'all have you also have the race problem. The race problem. Yeah. 
it it's it's a lot. So I I thought this was was interesting. And you guys, I think this is a good one to continue to follow because if they continue, especially if they get the UN involved, right? Mm-hmm. If the UN says, all right, maybe you're right. Maybe there are some human rights violations going on in this country, and we need to get in there and do you know a thorough investigation. Mm-hmm. I do wonder then what our relationship becomes with China. It's already strained. Mm-hmm. Um, there's already a supply chain issue. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, say the UN does come over here and we look at China like, damn, you snitched on us. What the fuck? Are we not importing as much? Are we? What all, happens? All right. Um, um, let me see. Uh, what's the what's what's um, it makes me think something mm-hmm. um, specifically. Now this is this might be a reach, and I'm and I'm okay with this. This might be a reach, um, but for a lot of countries, well, actually specifically America, okay, <laughs> America has invaded countries because of what they perceive to be human rights violations. America with Iraq, they're under a dictator. Mm-hmm. He's murdering a lot of people from his population. The women got covered their heads, yeah, like all kinds of stuff. Mm-hmm. So this is one of the things where it's like. Again, this is a reach, and I recognize this is a reach. This could be setting up for some other things potentially down the line. If America is weakened and certain countries are able to look at us and see the societal problems and societal issues, they can see that as a reason to be more involved in our business. Yeah. Yeah. Just like we've done the same. Again, ours is Stay all. In people business. Ours is uh, alleged, allegedly mm-hmm. there are war crimes and this and that. Yep. Um, again, America turns a blind eye to war crimes concerning Israel and all these other countries. But for some reason, they ramp it up for certain countries, ramp up their defense and all that. That's a different conversation. Yemen. But it's, I'm going to just it's, keep it's, saying it's, Yemen. Yeah. Yeah. America, you ain't got nothing to say. Palestine. Free Palestine. We, we could. <laughs> We could go, yeah. So it's just it's it's just one of those funny those 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 funny situations. And this is this is the pot calling the kettle black, but they are both black, and so um, mm-hmm. you know, fix your shit, get your yeah. get your shit together, get, get your house in order, yeah. because this is one of those things to where for sure if this is how this is how was oh, another thing. A lot of the reasons why they came after like black liberation organizations mm-hmm. uh, and they had to just really make communism look bad was because a lot of our liberation groups were connected to groups overseas okay. who recognized what we were dealing with and said, hey, we want to support y'all. Hey, we can give y'all information, books, uh, financial support, all of that. And the last thing that they wanted were black liberation groups being funded by mm-hmm. outside groups. Mm-hmm. So it's one of those things where it's like, if y'all are not care, if y'all don't fix this, if y'all don't fix this, then what's going to happen is, um, that might end up happening again. That might revamp itself out. Like you might have outside countries looking in on us and yeah. be like, you know what, y'all's country isn't helping y'all. How can we help y'all? Yeah, it's, it's one of reasons why we still don't fuck with Cuba, right? Because of their support mm-hmm. for for black people, right? Yeah. So I mean, yeah. We, we can talk about the whole Cuba thing, and we did a little bit last week with Asada, but, you know, there we have seen, like, Castro, right? That's why black people have this really interesting relationship. Beyonce with, and Jay was down there. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's why we have this really interesting relationship, because he came out in uh-huh. support uh-huh. of us 
you know, and our struggle. Um, so, so yeah, I, I, I do think you're right. I think we should all be watching what's going on here, guys. And if you have not read, um, you know, about China, um, approaching the UN about looking into America for human, for human rights violations, I think you should, um, we know the mass shootings are not going to stop. They're not going to stop. Soon. We just had we just had another one in yes. Oklahoma City. Oh, yes. I mean, so, uh, definitely our thoughts and our prayers legitimately are with those absolutely. people over there as well. It's yet again another one. An- another one. Now I think it was a brother. Yeah. I so I I, I heard I that he was story about targeting this. a surgeon because of his back pain. Like, I don't know if this surgeon worked on him or if the surgeon was supposed to. Right. But his target, they found out, was a surgeon at the hospital. And apparently his back pain had been, like, so atrocious mm-hmm. that he decided, I'm going to just go take this man out. And so, we'll, Ooh, yeah, we, we'll, we'll definitely read, we'll talk about that more, guys. Make any statements about mm-hmm. that. We're going to read more. Yeah. But due to, like, the sensitivity of it, we're going to hold our opinions until we get more information. Yes. So that, and that's why we didn't bring it up on today's show, because they are, they are holding this very close to the vest. I'm not really sure why yeah. yet. But, um, but one of the things they released was that his target was a surgeon, and it had something to do with back pain. Mm-hmm. So... I've never had back pain that bad that I wanted to go take somebody out, but I've also never had back pain that bad, so I don't know. God forbid. Yeah. So I know we we talked about the East African mm-hmm. um, hunger crisis, mm-hmm. and I I I want to touch on that, but another thing. Uh-huh. Oh, go ahead. go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Another thing I I really wanted to bring up this week was um the Elon Musk fiasco mm-hmm. because I do think that this is going to have some interesting economic mm-hmm. um economic shifts mm-hmm. um that will come from it. Um, so which one do you want to do? The- we can do that one. Let's go to that one because okay. uh, there's a uh, one of my favorite Instagrams that I follow is called Fuck You I Quit. Yes. <laughs> Send they, me uh, that profile because I need uh, it in my life. <laughs> I uh, one of my I'm gonna follow him from the Green Route Pod. Okay. Um, Fuck you, I quit. And they basically post stories in which uh, companies have egregiously mm. treated mm. <laughs> their employees, okay. and in response, their employees have said, "Fuck you, I quit." Mm. Uh, it's just a bunch of stories on there about. Oh, it's it's very interesting. I love it. I I should wake up in the morning reading it. But there's a, a one specifically with Elon Musk, and it says this. Uh, oh, it's actually the exact uh, email that okay. he sent out. Oh yeah, great. Yeah. So, so he this said is this. about the ten percent or the return to office. This was the return to office. Okay. It's, he says this from Elon Musk to the exec staff. The subject line is remote work is no longer acceptable. Ooh. That's this look. Mm. He wrote that in the bathroom. Wrote that in the bathroom. <laughs> he was in his billion dollar home, <laughs> sitting on his gold email. toilet, <laughs> selling y'all that remote work. Get your is ass no back in the office. Get your, this is some Kim mad. Kardashian. That was my best oh Kim Kardashian. My God. Nobody know. wants to work anymore. Kim, Nobody wants to work anymore. Kim, what work have you done? But I'm going to leave that alone. Yep, yep. He says, anyone who wishes to do remote work must be in the office for a minimum, and I mean minimum, he said, I'm quoting word for word, Mm -hmm. and I mean minimum of 40 hours per week. Are you really working remote if you're in the office 40 hours a week? Don't fucking know. It's overtime at that point, right? (laughs) Minimum. He said minimum. Oh, how much much are these people working? It sounds like slave labor. Yeah. Just a tad bit. 
Okay. Okay. Go he ahead. said. He said that anyone who wishes to 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 do remote work must be in the office for a minimum, and I mean minimum, of forty hours per week, and depart or depart mm. Tesla or quit. Mm. This is less than we ask of factory workers. Well, how many hours are the factory workers working? Basically, they work over 40 hours. Jesus Christ. So, if there are particularly exceptional contributors for whom this is impossible, I will review and approve those exceptions directly. Okay. Which means that mm, it's not likely to happen. Okay, uh, yes. Moreover, the office, quote-unquote office, must be a main Tesla office, not a remote branch office unrelated to job duties. For example, being responsible for Fremont Factory human relations, but having your office be in another state. Thanks, Elon. So the quote is, or mm. uh, the the response to it, I thought was the most, the funniest. Uh, uh, um, for those who who think this is fake or flabbergasted that a billionaire could be such a prick, Google Elon Musk email. It's real, folks. Mm. Sorry to burst your billionaire bubble. The guy's a real dick. He's an asshole. He been an asshole. Okay. So that's the return to office thing, and I have a I have a theory about that and a suggestion for mm-hmm. those of you who work for, mm-hmm. for Tesla. My theory, <laughs> my theory is no that judgment. Did you work for Tesla. <laughs> <laughs> they, well, I don't know how much they pay, but mm-hmm. my my theory is that he is probably trying to get people to quit. Mm, he is making a lot. He is having to spend. Okay, you see okay, how the two are you, connected. I get what you're dropping. Mm-hmm. I get what you're dropping. I think it's it's probably. Easier to say, hey, if I make people have to uproot their lives and move to where a main office is, wherever that is, right? Mm-hmm. I imagine he has a, a few mm-hmm. scattered amongst the country. Mm-hmm. Um, if I make them have to quit, I don't have to pay them severance. Mm-hmm. I get these some of these big salaries off my books. Mm-hmm. Um, I free up some cash flow. Because mm-hmm. a lot of times headcount and salaries are one of your biggest line items mm-hmm. when you're running a major mm-hmm. business. But then I don't think it's a coincidence that we see the news that came out, was it yesterday or this morning, Mm -hmm. that he plans to cut 10% of Tesla staff, Mm -hmm. salaried employees, by the way. Mm -hmm. These aren't factory workers. These are the people who are supposed to be in the office Mm -hmm. a minimum of 40 hours a week. So I, this is my theory that the first one was trying to see who was going to jump ship? Basically, I'm who, not, who, 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 can, who he can cut the cream off the top? Mm-hmm. I'm just going to get no this. Severance it's easy. Needed. It's easy. Yeah. Yep. No severance needed. If I can't cut mm-hmm. as many as I need, mm-hmm. I'm going to go on and just go on and do a 10% sweep. I do have to pay severance for those people. Though. Mm-hmm. But if I can get, say, even if I can get 5% of that 10, or not 5, mm. 5%, right? And I have to fire the other 5% to get to the 10%. Mm-hmm. I save a lot of money. So basically, if I can create the conditions mm-hmm. <laughs> to make people want to quit, mm-hmm. I don't have to pay them because they're quitting. They're quitting. Yep. So... My suggestion, who is that? I'm sorry, I was just, just oh. people on here. I, hey, y'all, hey. My suggestion, and I actually put this on my story yesterday don't quit shit. Make HR remove you. Mm. Go look for a job on company time using their equipment. Mm-hmm. When you get your severance, because he's trying to get to that 10% reduction in headcount. So right. if your job gets cut, mm-hmm. make sure that you're doing what you're supposed to do to have something lined up or start working on your business, whatever's going on, right? Mm-hmm. Make sure that you 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 have your shit in line so that if your number does get called, you get your severance. Take a vacation. Take a take a few weeks that's off. Gang, that's real. Take a few weeks off because this shit is exhausting, y'all. Yeah, it is exhausting. Like book a dope trip. Mm-hmm. Use some of that severance money, 
and then go start your new gig, but do not resign. Don't resign. Do not resign. Because they want you to. Yes. They want you to. Yes. That whole work from home thing ending, it's game. It's game. And I have no doubt that the reason this 10% number came up was probably because not enough people are biting. Too many people are starting to say, okay, I'm coming back into the office. Mm -hmm. God damn it. So that is my suggestion. Um, he said that he is cutting 10% of his workforce because he has, and I quote, mm-hmm. a super bad feeling a super about bad the feeling. economy. A super bad feeling about... I. Um, he also lost a lot of his, a good chunk of his wealth mm-hmm. um, recently. I think he's trying to drive the price of Twitter down. There mm-hmm. is a class action... No, not a class action. There is a lawsuit mm-hmm. right now um, being put together by the shareholders that mm-hmm. is saying that he is on purpose mm-hmm. trying to tank the stock price so that he doesn't have to pay the $44 billion mm-hmm. for Twitter. That so a sense. lot of the stuff that he's been saying about Twitter, oh, it's a lot of bots and they have this issue, this yeah. issue and that issue. The stock, remember, it went like it went soaring when he mm-hmm. announced he was going to buy. Mm-hmm. Now it's it's on the decline again, and mm-hmm. so the shareholders are saying, "Hold on, nah." All this bad press is causing our stock to go down. I'm losing money. It's causing people to to divest. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> from us as a result of this. Yep. Uh, honestly, I think they should have expected that, given his his. When when he started to speak up about Trump and about all these political figures who've been already been kicked off Twitter, mm-hmm. and then him talking about um, him talking about well, they need a fair shot. They need they need to they need to have a fair opportunity to to speak as well. Yeah, like, under the guise of free speech. Under and, the guise yeah. of free speech. Yeah. Again, that's all bullshit, y'all. That's all all bullshit, and it is a clear case of rich white man being out of touch. Yeah. <laughs> Thinking he's balancing the scales when really, again, he's giving more, uh, he's he's actually giving more power to the people who've already exercised their power in the worst kind of fucking ways. So, yeah, there's that. I, um, I can't, I can't stand the guy and people who cape for him. Like, I, I don't get it. How you look at this billionaire who we know had mm-hmm. to you know, bury and run over so many people, probably people who look like us. And I see them online talking about nine books that Elon Musk read that will change your life. Mm. Elon Musk's daddy was a diamond miner. Shut up. Like, what? Well, are we, you think those books are going to make you Elon Musk? Y'all are crazy. Yeah, that's not that's not that's not that that's not that. You can learn some stuff. I'm pretty sure you can learn some. Things. Read to learn, not you because Elon Musk read the books. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure that Elon Musk's uh, uh, reading library isn't the reason why he <laughs> why he has his, his his billions again. This is wealth that's been passed down. But that's 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 all in my part. But that's <laughs> the the email itself was problematic and. The missing punctuation, the grammatical errors. I thought to myself, this man is the product of a first class education because that's how most of them write. Mm -hmm. That's a shame. But they have writing wise a very loose grip on the English language. But it's because they don't have to. There you go. Again, they don't have to be they don't they don't have to learn proper grammar, Mm -hmm. proper uh, 
phonetics, even pronunciation. Mm-hmm. Again, the only pronunciation they need to know are the people who are potentially investing. Let me just make sure I say their names yep. right. And I'm going to practice else, several times. I got a speech writer. Exactly. I got yeah. everybody else. Mm, doesn't matter. Yep. I don't even have to understand my workers. I don't even have to understand their plight. Mm-hmm. I don't have to understand what they're dealing with within their cities. I don't have to because it just it doesn't benefit me. Yeah. So the, the way he even like mentioned, you know, this is less than what we ask of factory workers. What like just to lump people into a category like that is and you can tell it was in a demeaning way. Like, you know, you get a salary, so you should be in the office. I don't I don't you know, I'm not even asking from you what I do to factory workers. Like, ain't no no tell what the fuck he asking the factory workers. We need to go check on them. Somebody go check on them Tesla factory workers. Uh, They probably they probably are being uh, hushed like that. Like they tried to do the Mm -hmm. Amazon workers. I don't Mm -hmm. know what Elon Musk has done. He probably threatened them with some wild shit too. like. Yeah. He probably learned from Bezos and <laughs> yeah. or maybe he's paying let me maybe he's paying them a decent wage. I don't know. There was that, the, I'm gonna stop. I'm there gonna was a, an attempt to unionize, but I think he threatened to take away their stock options or he threatened to take mm-hmm. something away if they like thought about unionizing. So mm-hmm. yeah, he's an asshole. Okay. He's he's just terrible. The Supreme Court has decided uh, that they will no longer be taking new information, new evidence. Mm-hmm. They're barring new evidence from being presented uh, for people who feel like they have been wronged by the judicial system. So, and the funny thing is, guess who this ruling came through? Or who was the lead? Clarence Thomas. <laughs> you are. God you are, you damn are, it. God. This, 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 oh, this, <laughs> yeah. This, and it was more about ineffective counsel, right? Like people who, who were suspected to have ineffective counsel during their trial. Exactly. They could come back and say, hey, I found some evidence or got a new lawyer or whatever. Exactly. And uh, the big part of his argument was federal courts shouldn't be able to override the state's core power to enforce criminal law. So, but isn't that the point of having a Supreme Court whenever the state isn't doing right? Because we all know that some of these states have uh, terrible judicial practices. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Like the reason why you go above them is because your state or your local level is not functioning as they should. They're Mm -hmm. not treating you like a citizen. Um, And again, this is for people who dealt with legal counsel that they called woefully inadequate. Uh, Soto, uh, Justice Sotomayor said this decision is perverse and illogical. What do you think about this? Yeah, so, I mean, I, I think you make a good point that why why is the Supreme Court even here, right? So th- their whole thing is to interpret mm-hmm. and protect mm-hmm. our rights and freedoms in the Constitution. Right. The Sixth Amendment tells mm-hmm. us that you have a right— um, like to to defend yourself mm-hmm. if you are if you feel like you have been <laughs> uh, 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 wrongfully convicted. Yes. <laughs> so to put that back to the states, fine. I'm not saying that the states cannot take on cases like that, but if you still feel like you've been wrong, specifically if you have evidence showing, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. hey, I was not properly represented. Mm-hmm. You know, I can I can prove my innocence. Mm-hmm. And my state is not doing its job. Mm. I should have the right to take that to the Supreme Court, given that that right is protected in the Constitution. So I I genuinely don't understand why they would give up 
the, the, the only other thing you could really do is like X the amendment. Mm-hmm. Well, they said it is now somebody was quoted as saying that the right to effective legal counsel is now an empty right. Mm. Because if the legal counsel mm-hmm. can fuck it up mm-hmm. and fumble it, not produce the right evidence, be wrong, handle shit incorrectly, just then, take then, the word effective the out. Then what's the point yeah. of them? They're they're not they're no longer effective. There there's no That's point of having them. Yeah. Now if if the if, if, if it just said the right to legal counsel mm. That's a whole nother thing. But you said effective, effective legal counsel. Legal counsel. And so... Which, you, which, first of all, it's already not that effective in in the first place. Right. right. <laughs> so they say, they, now these niggas barely even got to show up. They ain't even got to... What's your name again? What time is court? Basically, how a lot of brothers are getting off because DNA is showing that they didn't actually commit the crime or they were coerced through the police. Mm-hmm. Um... Or they ineffective had, counsel. Or they had ineffective counsel. Mm-hmm. They can no longer go back and use that as evidence to get clemency, to get free from it. So it's some bullshit, y'all. And it's something that's not really being publicized. Yeah. So hopefully that changes. Yeah. That's so. a that's a big one. Um cool. Well, yeah, we, we definitely talked about a lot of fuckery. Yeah. Um, but wanna end on a good note. On a I, good note. We're gonna I end on this. a good note. Yeah. So, um, June is Pride Month, obviously. Uh-huh. Um, shout out to all of our cousins. All um, of our family members. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Alphabet well, gang. You know what I'm saying? Um, Part of the community. <laughs> love. All love. All love. Um, but June is also um, Black Music History Month. Black yeah. Music Month. And uh, anybody that knows us knows, like, Music Heads, GS is the DJ in Dallas. Um, Thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah, no, of course. It's like, that's how I met you, actually. Like, mm-hmm. you DJ in a party, right? So, and um, I am, like, a music fanatic, um, grew up playing music. And so we really just wanted to talk through, like, Black um, Music Month, mm-hmm. what our relationship you know, is with music and really just what it means to, to us. Um, music is a huge part of our culture. Huge, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Like, we walk to a beat. So, right, right. you know, it just kind of flows in, in everything that we do. So, tell me tell me about, you know, your experience. I mean, well, for sure, uh, my my first tape that I ever bought was Bone Thugs and Harmony. Mm-hmm. With my own money. It was a cassette tape. Come on, cassette uh, uh, pencil east not yeah oh yeah to rewind <laughs> yeah. whenever you rewind stuff didn't you rewind shit didn't work yeah bone thugs and harmony yeah uh east 1999 was was one of my first tapes that i bought and i played front to back back to front also tupac it was a cassette tape i'm dating myself mm. i'm an 80s baby mm-hmm. so cassette tape tupac that was another one okay um music to me has always been cool of course like to listen to because I was like the kid who listened to music um, from different places. Mm-hmm. Like I like music. I was in middle school listening to mixtapes from New York, listening to artists uh, who were from the West Coast. Shout out to my big cousin. Uh, shout out to my big cousin Red. Him, Casey, my uncle Kevin. They used to have stacks. Of CDs and cassette tapes that I could like look through, and uh, yeah, and I was like, yo, this is, it was some gangster shit. That was my <laughs> first time seeing Spice One, America, 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 KKK. He had he had KKK in mm. the title, America's Most Hated or America's Most Wanted. It was that album, that Spice One album. And I was just like, 
ain't never heard nobody on some gangster shit, but talking about socio political stuff. That's the beauty of our music, though. Like, I mean, uh, Nina Simone told us, right, that an artist's job is to reflect the times. Right. And so we have so many artists um, in black music in particular that used it as an outlet to talk about what was going on Mm -hmm. and to reflect what they were seeing around them. Um, I do want to give some history on on Black Music Month. So it it came about in 1979. Um, At the time, President Jimmy Carter... You know, and think about what was going on in 79, um, Black Panther Party, like all of these kind of groups are, are sprouting up. Right. Mm-hmm. And so um, President Jim, Jimmy Carter um, issued this decree, right, to honor um, black musicians and the crazy um, contributions that they had made, not only to that time, but to the past. And mm-hmm. then thinking about like from the plantations and all the other genres that came from that. So. Mm-hmm. I'll give you a little history on how I got introduced to music and yeah, how, how I... How did, you, how did you get put on? Yeah, so so I grew up in the Church of God in Christ. If Shout you out have, to Kojic. If Kojic. you have never been to the Kojic Church, uh-huh. it is some of the best musicians you will ever hear in your oh, life. For sure. Some of the best singers. For sure you were, like, the Kojic Church is known for the way that they praise, the way that they worship, and it is all music-based. Well, I would say 65% music 35% fantastic orators. Mm-hmm. The preachers, the speakers, the tone. You know, they're having a good amount yes. of, 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 of... Call and response, oh, all yeah. of that. So, I, I grew up in the Kojic church. Um, my grandmother sang, my uncle played the organ, had another uncle that played the drums. My nana was like... An ama- she's still an amazing singer, her and my grandmother. Mm-hmm. And so I grew up listening to a bunch of music that came directly from the plantations, right? When I yeah. when I listened to music in church, I knew that there was something very special about what I was hearing. You could feel it. Mm-hmm. Like, you knew there was something going on in these songs, in these lyrics. Right. And then, when I got a little older, and I will always shout out my mom, because even though we were in the Kojic church, it was very conservative, very Pentecostal. Mm-hmm. Um, she would sometimes be like, okay, y'all can pick out a CD. Y'all can pick out a tape. Y'all can... And so I was like, wow. all right, cool. And of course, you had the radio. We make our mixtapes, right? Mm-hmm. Um, recording. And so. You got to put the tissue in the top oh, one of the. Ca- look, y'all. <laughs> so. Tissue in the top of the cassette tapes. So so that's that's when I realized that um, my musical taste was pretty eclectic mm-hmm. because I loved gospel music. Um, and I wasn't into like. Like gospel rap or anything. I like, never, could, I, I never could get into gospel it, rap. It wasn't my thing. I, I never could fuck with gospel rap. I like rap. the Sorry, soulful, y'all. old school, you know, stuff that maybe people would remix later, but never the gospel rap. But then I also realized, like, I love hip hop. Like, I got to the point where I knew if it was a West Coast song versus an East Coast song, yeah. simply by the drums. Yeah. Like, simply by how the production sound. And so for me, like gospel came first, hip hop. Mm-hmm. Then I got into R and B, and shout out to my sister Megan because she like hated hip hop but loved R and B, so she kind of put me on. Then I really got into um, like like country um, music, and that was from Megan too. Mm. And I liked it because I could hear a lot of the you, blues chords in it. You know it. what? I remember her sister playing some some country music. <laughs> we was in her last backyard function. Yeah. It so, wasn't yeah. bad. It, it wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. I mean, yeah. don't get me wrong. For my brunch, like, you know, it's, it's a mixed crowd. So I throw in a little country you, music you in do. there. I throw a little bit in there. Yeah. So so for me, music has always always been a big thing. Like, you know, I, I have a um, pretty extensive vinyl collection now. Um, a lot of that stuff. Fire vinyl collection. <laughs> uh, yeah. A lot of that stuff is, you know, 
musicians from the 50s, 60s, 70s. Mm -hmm. I have very little on vinyl. Like, for example, I have uh, D'Angelo's um, latest album, um, The Vanguard. The Vanguard. Mm -hmm. um, Love that album. Nipsey. Classic. Classic album. Yeah, like anything classic, I'll try to get it. Um, so I have Nipsey Hustle, you know, the the uh, Victory Lap. Mm -hmm. I have that. Shout out to my boy John for that gift. That That's was real. amazing. That's real. But everything else I have is, it's like, it's a timeline in that case, you know, where you can go from when my mom or my grandmother was born all the way up to, you know, our generation and kind of what we're listening to now. But, um, but yeah, like music has always, always been a thing for me. Mm -hmm. Like it, it can either be very calming. It can be motivating. Just depends. I got a music question for you. First of all, I don't know if my brother's still on there. Okay. He was on there. They were talking about my shorts. Yes. <laughs> These these the ones. Like these the ones. <laughs> Ike, shout out to my little brother Mo Better. Uh, let me see who I got on here. Let me see. Marvay. Shout out to my man Marvay in the building. Hey. Uh, shout out to my girl Imani. I see you. Um, but yeah, my question to you, my music month question for you. What is the greatest, the greatest mm. hip hop song of all time? Ooh, the greatest hip hop song. The greatest hip hop song of all time. I think we might all we might have a more of a consensus on R and B, but the hip hop song. Yeah, that's a tough one. I, already, I, mean, I can already tell you what mine is. Black Music Month, the greatest song in my opinion. Okay, give me yours. You, you mind? Yeah. The greatest song, and I stand on this for multiple reasons. The greatest song, uh, I would have to say, is International Players Anthem. Mm. With the remix, with the remix, yeah, yeah. okay. So, Got to make so, sure three thousand. So is on the there. reason why that is the greatest song to me, the greatest hip hop song ever created, a few reasons. Mm -hmm. One, it's the South, so we got we got Outkast, we got UGK, um, two classic groups, and then on the production we got Three Six Mafia mm -hmm. on the production. So Memphis is on the production. Not only that, not only that, the sample comes uh, from the Mac soundtrack. Classic yeah. sample. Yeah. And then closing it all up, the visuals. The visual for International Players Anthem was so much of a family thing. Mm -hmm. Like all the cameos, there are cameos in there that we didn't even realize was in there. Like okay. we got everybody in there. We got. And that's what I loved about it because it was like such a big, it was a range of people. Mm -hmm. There there were artists, there were producers in mm -hmm. there, there were actors in there, there were other R&B singers. Uh, they had cameos for days. Everybody was in that. Everybody, if you was from the South, okay. it was a lot of, it was a lot of Southern, but the thing, that's what makes it, that's the fourth part that makes it the greatest song is because it is not a song that's just in the South. Oh yeah, it I is, mean, I, I can. can y'all were can playing you, it last night. Y'all sang it last night. You sang it yeah. last night, but can you say that international players anthem? I'm not saying it has like the precedence of classic West Coast songs, but is international players anthem? Is it something that y'all play at y'all's weddings? Is that something that's a part of oh, yeah. the West Coast? Oh yeah. Uh, a playlist when Absolutely. we at least in weddings. So for sure, every wedding is getting plays. That's a fifth reason why, to me, in my opinion, yeah, it is the greatest hip hop song ever. I, I, you know. That's a good one, and and it had to be it had to be the remix with with three thousand. It gotta be because what is it with that? You know what I mean? Not, like yeah. anything three thousand hop on, it's just ignorant. Like yeah. it goes from 
70 to 100 right. immediately. Oh, absolutely. Immediately. Absolutely. It's, 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 so, so that's my opinion. Okay. I always ask people that, what do y'all think the greatest hip-hop song is? And I'm not going to yeah. argue with you. I'm not going to debate, you know. No, but, I mean, I'm, I'm born and raised in L.A., so for me. Yeah, what I, is it from your perspective? Yeah, I grew up, like, in the, you know, death row. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, you era, was there. Right? The yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, you know. I'm, Boys in the Hood was we, in we your fresh neighborhood. Out the crack epidemic over yeah, here. Oh, like. yeah. Y'all dealt with that <laughs> so, in a different kind of way, for sure. So, yeah, I mean, my one of my favorite hip hop songs growing up was um, Two of America's Most Wanted. Ain't um, nothing but a gangster yeah, part. I know you Pocket hear that part drop. Oh, Pocket just got okay, out, right? Okay. And so, like, when he dropped that, everybody was like, Yo, he back. Like, and I mean, he came out swinging. Swing. Right? Like, the first verse, picture perfect. I painted perfect. Like, what? Like, he came in with balls. Like, excuse with the, me? With the repetitive piece. Like, like yeah. he wasn't even just rapping. He was just. I mean, that was poetry. Yeah. You know? So, so yeah, I, I love that. But I, I mean, again, I listened to so much hip hop growing up that I knew when Dre was the producer. I knew when, like, um,. Swiss was on a beat. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. I knew when Timbaland had done something. Mm-hmm. Like, you start to understand and, like, listen for certain things with certain producers. Mm-hmm. It's just like, oh, okay. You know, and then even, like, the bounce that we had on the West Coast. Like, a lot of our songs would bounce in the 90s. Mm-hmm. If you listen to East Coast hip-hop, you know, it didn't have, like, the same drums. It didn't mm-hmm, have, like, didn't. the same bounce. But lyrically, it was a lot different. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, for me, it would have to be a Pac song for sure. Just because, like, he was talking to me as a young black girl. Uh-huh. And so I was, I was there for it. I would have to agree. I can agree with that. If you said America's Most Wanted is the is is the best hip hop song, I would, I wouldn't, I really wouldn't debate that because it's Dre was on the beat, Snoop, Pac. Yeah. Um, I think for sure with the West Coast, like for me personally, that's one thing about like Black Music Month. Like what I love is actually going to different places. Going to mainly, I'm gonna be honest, going to different hoods. Like going to different. Uh, spaces where I where I would if I was born mm-hmm. in Cali I probably would have been living it off Crenshaw if yep. I was born in New York I probably would have been in one of the boroughs in Harlem just judging by the demographic that I came from here in Oak Cliff here in South Oak Cliff mm-hmm. I, that's that's where I would have been I would have been in East St. Louis I would have been in North or South Memphis that's just probably where I would have been yeah and I would say that that's a part of what I love to do like I love going to places um and hearing like they local music mm-hmm. one place i plan on going to i have not been yet detroit i'm a big fan of detroit okay hip-hop it's so music. cold oh, that's, oh, that's your song I mean, it's so cold <laughs> in the D. That's what started it. I was like, y'all don't realize it's a hit. But, but it was the video for me. It was the video oh, no, that it got was legit. me. It was legit. <laughs> so, you know what I'm saying? So, uh, 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 Babyface Ray, Icewear Vizzo, yeah. PZ, a lot of Detroit artists I, I really rock with. I love they sound. Like, they just stayed down with their sound. Mm-hmm. Same way the West Coast, mm-hmm. how y'all have y'all defined sound, and y'all really didn't change up, and yep. y'all just kept that sound, and y'all won a whole y'all y'all ran <laughs> hip hop for yeah, years. Yeah, for a long time. Yeah, just using your own mm-hmm. sound. Detroit got their own sound. They stuck with it, and they still going with yeah. it. Yeah, so I love it. You know, I love it. Now that's dope. So, so let's switch to R and B though. Like, what what would be the most perfect or the best R and B song? The best. If I'm a DJ now, y'all. So, uh, hold on, let me see. Okay, shout out to my man Mike White in the building. Uh, R and B song. Mm-hmm. To be honest, as a from a DJ perspective, the top two R and B songs. Okay, you give me two. 
okay. the top two. I, I can, I can kind of give, give you three. I can give you three. These are three, and it just depends on where you at. Okay. So we got, of course, before I let go. Before okay. I let go, yep. that's just you. Just you. Just it's just it's just it's there. Mm-hmm. It's everywhere. Um, hate it or love it, you are gonna still slide to it. That's true. So there's that one. Drew Hill, tell me, classic, mm. classic R and B song. Mm-hmm. And then um, third one would have to be Mary J. Blige. Um, um, I forgot the name name of the song, but y'all know how it's it goes. When, when y'all hear them chords. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Classic, classic R and B song. Um, those are my top three, and, it, and honestly, they're they're all debatable in their own way. Yeah. I so can those see that. are my th- those are my top three. I can't. I would say before I let go, only because it has that 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 age range. That baseline. Mm-hmm. That 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 age range. Mm-hmm. That baseline. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. it's 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 like it appeals to probably more of us because yeah. we got older black folks. That's how that's how I judge like a song, like the powerfulness of a song. The, it's staying power. It's it's, yeah. it's it's staying power. Yeah. Can how and to be told of my three songs, it has the longest staying power. Yep. So it's so this is my criteria. So one age range. Does it appeal to a large age range mm-hmm, of people? Do, mm-hmm. Can you say people, older people and younger people would hear it Rock and be familiar? Yeah. But then also it's, it's, it's horizontal as well in terms of like black people on the East Coast mm-hmm. and black people on the West Coast fuck with it. That And in other countries. Cause how many countries. times have you traveled to like a Caribbean country, right? And they out there two-stepping with us. Like, exactly. Yeah. They've built two steps in other songs yes. off of... Yep. Off of before I let go, so that's a good one. Yeah, or the electric slide for sure, but I like it. I like yeah, it. That's me. That's okay. mine. Yours? Yeah, I I got three too. Um, two of them are babyface hits. Anybody who knows me knows that I'm a fan <laughs> what, what of that band. Babyface songs. So first of all, my most perfect R and B song for me mm-hmm. is uh, Mark Morrison "Return of the Mac." Anytime that okay, song that's comes a classic. on, no, that's a classic. It's that's, on. A, that's a classic for sure. It is on. Uh, yeah. <laughs> my, that my second yeah. one is Tevin Campbell. Can we talk? Like, I completely forgot. If let me tell you that it's a classic. I don't. I don't understand the mashup. Like there are certain songs that I've heard in my life where I'm like, I wish I could have been there for the magic in that mm-hmm. studio when this song was laid down because I know it was special. I know the right. energy in that room was crazy. Right. So that's my second. My third. Um, I'm a West Coast girl. I stand for Brandy and all of her vocals. So mm-hmm. sitting up in my room is still one of my favorite R&B songs. The bass line, her raspy voice. And she was like 17 when she recorded that. Yeah. Like, just, I mean, she went snapped. off. Like, so those are my, those are my top three. Okay. I'll give you that. So, yeah. So I do want to ask you one more question because mm-hmm. we've been talking kind of more our generation, like mm-hmm. our, you know, our rearing years. Um, like let's go old school, right? Like our parents' generation. Do you mm-hmm. have a favorite song? Man, it's a it's a honestly a song that I I I, I feel it. I I really feel it. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna have to say it's a it's it's um it's like I got like two or three songs for this. Okay. So it's Games, Bobby Womack, mm-hmm. classic song. Okay. Games, Bobby Womack. If you never heard it, check it out. It's gone. This is you feel it. Um, um, Frankie Beverly Mays. When I'm alone, I like that. While I'm alone, yep. Um, 
And um and I'm gonna be honest, I'm I'm messing up. I'm, I'm it's another Frankie Beverly song. Uh I need you. Actually that's the number one song. Okay. I need uh, you. Like the fire, these the flame. Oh yes. Burn oh, Sorry, my man. vocals ain't I won't burn unless you're there. You're there. Ooh, I need you. Oh, I just say when I, when that song get played, I, I love don't it. care where I'm at. If somebody plays that Okay. In a, in a set, if you mix that in a set, I haven't figured out how to put that song in a set like to where it would work. But if you mix yeah. that song, I'm gonna I'm stand up immediately. I know you're gonna work on it. Yeah, that'd be dope. That dang. Okay, no, those are some good ones. So, what about you? What are your old school top? Yeah. So the first one that came to mind was Anita Baker, mm. Angel. I've always loved that song. Oh, I think it classy. is beautifully written, beautifully performed. We're talking about Black Music Month, y'all. Mm. Black Music Month. Um, This other song, and it's more lyrical than anything, and I want you to go look it up and mm. listen to it. O.C. Smith. You ever heard of him? Mm-mm. But he probably wasn't well known. But he has a song called Little Green Apples. And I accidentally ran across it one day and had to play it all day because it is probably one of the, the like, the most beautifully written songs mm-hmm. I've ever heard. Like, the lyrics are crazy. Okay. Um, it I tells a story. O.C. Mm-hmm. Smith. It's called Little Green Apples. Um, if I had to choose a third, it would be something by Earth, Wind, and Fire, I'm sure, because I'm, I'm just here for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, hmm. I'm going to just say Earth, Wind, and Fire because I fool with them. I have Earth, so many of their fire. albums in oh, there. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. The interlude, that interlude is the hardest interlude ever. Like, that interlude is hard. Yeah. And, and then, also, I, I forgot another song, though. Okay. Ribbon in the Sky, Stevie Wonder. Stevie, Stevie has so many good ones. Stevie man. got a lot of them. When all he would I come do, in on that, yes, all I do. I was gonna say when he would come in on that electric keyboard, mm-hmm. killing it, killing yeah. it. Yeah. So now that that's good. I got um, I have the entire Jackson Five collection in there too, and my boy Jermaine. He played uh, guitar, right? Electric uh, guitar or bass? He was bass. Okay, bass. Yeah. When when that man would sing and play, like his bass lines were were ignorant, mm-hmm. and like his voice was crazy. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you doing both at the same time? Like this is that's just talent. Joe Jackson whooped their look, and got, got them, them in the shape. <laughs> Tell you that we don't believe in abuse of children <laughs> at all. Not condoning that. We don't condone at that. All. Um, Joe but Jackson yeah. was definitely whooping ass though. No, he. I mean, you think about like these these parents that have a. You know, a vision for their children, and I guess they do anything they'd have to to get them there. To get them there. So yeah. <sighs> <That's> so, <laughs> so yeah, no, but I mean, I'm I am glad um, that we get to celebrate this, and I'm glad that more people know about it too, because I saw a lot of people posting um, like June first, like, hey, this is the launch of Black you know Music Black Month. Music Month, and I was like, oh shit, I didn't know that y'all actually was paying attention. I kind of want to do a set now. I want to do like a set of just my favorite tracks. That'd just be my, dope. Favorite, this is my favorite songs. Yeah, it's maybe on, we like, can do it's, a, it's like a soul, it's like a whole range. So, a, a, a live or something, might do a green route, yeah, pod DJ session. That'd be dope. Maybe y'all look out. I got a drum set, I can play with you. You play okay, yeah, oh, I'll play okay. drums. I did not know you played drums. I used to be really good, now I'm okay. You know what you got to come to? I haven't, okay, we'll talk about it after this. Um, but I have an event that I work with, and it's like a drum with DJ. I come think you told me about that. Yeah. yeah, I'm doing it on uh, doing it again with my man Gummy this Saturday. So, where is it? 
uh, Deep Ellum, somewhere Deep Ellum, from six to nine. So we ain't gonna be out too late. I ain't trying to be out there late. Yeah, no, we old now, y'all. We old. This body don't bounce back. I'm supposed to be going to um, see Taylor at a uh, Melanin Festival. Oh shit! Yeah. On Saturday. Shout so. out to my girl Taylor. Maybe after that I can swing by. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, that's all I have. You got anything else? That's all I got as well. So, thank y'all for tuning in. Make sure if you're on live, make sure you follow the Green Route pod. Yes. Follow. We got two different lives <laughs> going, so I'm pointing at you, but I'm pointing at y'all too. Everybody. So, continue to follow us. Thank y'all for y'all support. This was episode number five. We're going to keep talking what we talk. Yeah. Uh, and again, most for the most part, we usually discuss very serious things like geopolitics. So, if you just tuned in, we talk about Black, Black Music Month. Yeah. But we generally talk about politics and things that are a little more serious. Wanted to um, end on a good note because we have all been um, mentally and emotionally taxed in the last For sure. Few, from gas prices yeah. to mass shootings from all that, we wanted to just end with Music Month, Black Music Month. It's so. a lot. It's a lot. Hey, y'all, we definitely want to celebrate, too. So we hit our first milestone for listeners um, on our podcast streaming uh, platform. So thank you guys for getting us to that first milestone. Please continue to share. Um, you know, everything we're sharing are things that we need to be paying attention to um, as a community. And yeah. I know we don't always have the time to do the thought labor. So that's why GS and I you know, do it so that we can bring it to the people. So thank you guys for getting us to that first milestone. Uh, we really appreciate it. That was good news for us. Appreciate y'all. Until next time, we'll see y'all again. Love, peace. Chicken grease. And chicken grease. <laughs> Love, peace, and chicken grease. Love y'all. Appreciate right. y'all. Love you. See you All later. Right. Peace. Sunshine, sunshine, tell me where you are. Cause I need you to get me through my life Don't hide your way behind those clouds Because the joy